Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Geekish Cast is a member of the Astro Panda Productions Network. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me today from Sterk Work is Doug Sterk. What's happening, Doug? Oh, not much. How you doing, Jeremy? Um, I am a little bit fluish, but uh, I will get better. Fluish. Fluish. Fluent and fluish. Flu-esque. Fluitis? I don't know. There's something in there. Um, Doug, I am having you on because the show, this is basically like an anniversary. This is the end of one year, our first year of the show. I believe you were my first guest that wasn't a direct relative. (laughs) That we know of. That we know of. Um, And, of course, last year the show started with Star Wars The Force Awakens. Absolutely. For me, the movie year ends with Star Wars Rogue One. But I am going to... I'm going to say that almost every movie since the beginning of 2016 has way underperformed what people thought they would do. What do you what do you think about that statement? I don't know. I mean, I I saw the projections for Disney to hit their seven billion, and I know they just did. I, I thought the Disney stuff's all done with you know pretty much what they were expecting, didn't they? Or out like Doctor Strange didn't it outperform? What I mean, it was Doctor Strange projected? may have, but didn't Civil War underperform a little bit? I'm not sure. I, I I thought it was. It's still what the number one movie of the year. Is it really? believe so because everybody i talked to was just kind of like yeah you know most people i know go to see a movie three four times they went once twice to that one so maybe you're right but i sure expected more out of the movies this year than i seem to yeah, get yeah sure enough captain america 1.153 billion for the year wow so i'm way off on that so maybe it's then, just uh, i didn't like the movies this year as much as i thought i would <laughs> there it is there's the horrible truth. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to say it that way. I was kind of hoping my, my lack of research would pay off, but it did not. <laughs> I'm looking at the top five for 2016, according to Box Office Mojo, and four of them are Disney films. Yeah. Well, Captain America, Finding Dory, Zootopia, and Jungle Book. I'll be darned. Did you see Jungle Book? Yes. Okay. I, I saw part of it, but not all of it. It's on Netflix now. So. Okay. I'll, I'll take I'll that anytime to, I can get it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to give that one another look. It's well, worth yeah. watching. It's it's. I mean, to somebody who grew up with the the animated film, you you kind of wonder why do they need to do this? But it's it's okay. It's it's watchable. Is I don't it, think I need to see it twice. But. Is it better than the Jason Scott Lee remake from the nineties? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was hoping this is so. a, this is a, I mean this is the animated movie live action. That it, live action pretty much. Yeah, it's just real people and real things. Well, CGI things instead of cartoons. Okay, well that's something at least. Well, then I guess the the main thing is, uh, if they didn't underperform, how come I feel less excited about all the movies this year than I thought I would? Uh, 
Could it be what's still coming? Uh, maybe. I mean, I mean, Infinity War is looming over the horizon there in what 2018. Yes, that's so in the. It's like first to me half. any any Marvel thing between now and then is just filler. I, I want Infinity War. I, I'm, you know, we're just leading towards it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I, I, I went back and I watched I watched uh, Winter Soldier and then Civil War, and I just felt like Winter Soldier was so such a better movie. Um, though it was cool to see all the heroes kind of duke it out in uh, in Civil War, right? And, yeah. and for me, it was Spider Man. I mean, that was Spider Man done right. Yeah, that was kind of a big deal. Uh, matter of fact, my grandson is getting a custom made Spider Man costume uh, Sunday, based on that costume. Awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping he's as excited as I am. <laughs> it's got to be better than the Ralphie uh, Easter. Oh, nightmare that he gets be. every year. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like when you and I were kids, you know, we got those crappy masks with the staples by the ears that always popped out, and you know, <laughs> and you cut your tongue sticking it through the little hole exactly. in the mouth. Scratch marks around your eyes for five days after. Yep. And uh, nowadays, yeah. I had I had a guy he custom screen printed a Spider Man costume at, at two exact measurements and uh, did these cool uh, lenses. That look like they look like white plastic, but they're perforated to the point where you can see right through them. Wow! Yeah, it's pretty sharp. That's I mean, people have 3D printers now, and mm-hmm. yeah, everything's stuff, changed. Yeah, the stuff you can do, it's just incredible. Um, I know yeah. for uh, mm-hmm. I mean, a little off topic, but for like Overwatch, before the game was even released, they were giving out the specs to the cosplay people so they could. Make their costumes perfect. Oh yeah, well, cosplay is such a big part of marketing now too. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, if your stuff's good enough, people are going to want to dress like it. And if you want to get word out about your stuff, you get people dressing like your stuff at cons. That helps as well. You still there, Doug? Yes, I am. Okay, you just got real quiet on me. I just, I well, I just think nobody ever wants to dress like my characters at cons, and I, I think I know why. Uh. Well, because there, there, there isn't much to wear. Yeah, there wouldn't be a whole lot of clothing involved. <laughs> One thing I've discovered about cosplayers is they are creative. I mean, like super creative. Yes, and, they are. And they they almost relish in the challenge of doing things, especially for their budgets and the things they've come up with. And I know that. Uh, oh, what's the the big name cosplayer? Riddle is that her name? I know that she got hired by somebody because she can, you know, come in so much lower than budget and has figured out a lot of ways to do things, you know, on the cheap. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, I believe. Frank exactly. Zappa, Frank Zappa used to say. Is that too obscure for everybody? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> nope. Very good. Um, so let's in, in just in case we get into something spoilery, I'm going to throw up a, a Spoiler warning now, any movies we talk about, we will be talking about spoilers that are involved in. If you have not seen Rogue One, pause the show, go to your theater, come back and hit play. Um, Wow, was Darth Vader awesome in that movie or what? <laughs> Darth Vader was Jason Voorhees. That yes, was cool. That was, that was the one thing I, to me, that was worth the price of admission, and I saw it on IMAX. Yeah, so did I, and uh, there was that and a few other things I really liked about that movie that, that, that you know, the, the the Tarkin I thought was excellent. Tarkin, you know? Tarkin actually bothered me a little bit. 
because I knew he was dead for 20 some odd years. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it just is kind of this, it's not really uncanny Valley because like his eyes were a real actor's eyes. They weren't, right. weren't computer made. So he didn't have the dead eye stare that computer characters do. The skin was just a little bit too waxy. It was a little, a little waxy. Bit, yeah. but, but, I mean, and that's the the CGI guy in me staring at that. Well, I was going to say, intently. but but you and <laughs> you and I actually have a, an understanding a little bit of materials and lighting and shadows in right. yeah in a three D render. Uh, I mean, you so more than me. You've been at it for almost twenty years, but we can see things that most people are going to blow right clear. Right. Um. But it was so good that I actually had that moment of, you really shouldn't be able to animate a dead person on screen. <laughs> because I don't know. I mean, it's, know. Been, it's one of those things that's been so long, and what were you going to do? And, I mean, the guy they got to be the live-action, you know, the model of him does look and sound like him anyway. You know, they could have just done that route, but yeah. I don't know. It was a bonus to me to to see him. Again. No, it was it was cool, but I did have a moment of just kind of like freak out where you're like, you, oh yeah, yeah, don't animate the dead, don't animate the dead. What is wrong with you? Don't you watch zombie movies? <laughs> no, there's just going to be more and more of that as it goes. I thought it honestly would have started like 15 years ago. A lot. Well, more I of guess that. I guess a while ago I didn't see it, but I guess they did a Steve McQueen uh, Mustang commercial sometime in the last five or eight years. Where I haven't it, seen that one, but I remember the. Uh... Uh, oh, the Gene Kelly commercial, Singing in the Rain. Reed. Right. It, <laughs> it's a little disturbing to watch because he does more than just his normal dancing. He does modern dancing in it. Yeah, that's a little, I don't know. But yeah, when they first show Tarkin and all you see is his back and his reflection in the window, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, wow, that's really cool. And I figured that's just, they'd kind of give us a hint of him. Right, then, then I, he turns around. Then, yeah, then he turns and he <laughs> starts talking and he becomes a major character in the story. I was like, that is so weird. And what a dick he is. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we had a sense of that, right? Yeah, now we can see a lot more of his dickitude there. Yeah. Well, um, that was kind of the cool thing, too, about this movie. They took Vader and Tarkin and dialed them up, like, way up. Yes, they did. Yeah. And what is the... I mean, it's just run spoil world. What is the deal of having a castle on the planet where you get burned up? I would so fire my <laughs> real estate agent if that was the only place he could find me. I'm, you know, I'm watching it like, oh, this is like Saruman's Tower or something yeah. out here. It's, I mean, just, I guess it's just the constant reminder of your birth is who you are now, I guess. I guess. You know. You know what I think a big part of it is, is that originally in Empire or Return of the Jedi, they were going to show Darth Vader's castle and it was going to be on a lava planet. And I think they probably just went, well, we got a lava planet. <laughs> We've already seen because one of those. planets can only have one ecosystem in the Star Wars world, right? You get uh, one and done. That's all you get there. You can it's have all a, ice. It's all snow. It's all sand. Yep. You can have a jungle planet. You can have a desert planet. Hell, you can even have one big giant city. But you can't yes, have you a can. city and a forest. We're not allowing no. that. No. No parks. Um, and this also brought up something else. I can't. I wish I had written the guy's name down. Somebody has come up with the theory that in the Star Wars universe, the reason stormtroopers are such bad shots is because the Force actively protects people that it has picked out for a destiny. Huh. And their evidence was that uh, Chirrut Imwe, the uh, the right. blind, the blind, right. uh, yeah, the blind guy, the blind uh, temple. One guard. of the highlights of the movie. Oh, absolutely. One of my, it's definitely a scene stiller. Yeah, 
out, I mean, outstanding. His fight scene and then the scene where he's walking through the blaster bolts. Yes. And he gets to the switch, flips the switch, and this is and he's got guys shooting at him the whole time. As soon as he flips the switch, he gets shot and killed. Yep. So the guy's theory was the force protected him until he threw that switch. He got his mission done. He got his mission he done. Used, used him for what it needed. Exactly. Much like the Judas kiss, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good theory. Yeah, and so his theory was... I can't, I can't sit here and say, that's wrong. No, but it, I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, there's no there's no real evidence to support it, of course. This is wild speculation. Right. But how come the major characters are so hard for a stormtrooper to hit? The Force is protecting them. And they're supposed to be known for how what great shots they are. They, well, yeah. Um, I, I have to tell you, I've rewatched the original Star Wars like five times now. And yeah, these shots are are too precise for a sand person. Only stormtroopers are this precise, or something was what Obi Wan right. says. So, yeah, absolutely, they are supposed to be renowned for being great shots. Yet they can't hit Luke Skywalker or Princess Leia from five feet away. Right. Yeah. Except with the stun bolt at the beginning of uh, A New Hope. Well, that's like a shotgun. So. Yeah. yeah. The force <laughs> can only do so much. Well, yeah, it's not a shield. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a general suggestion. Um, and then the Vader scene, I, I got to talk about that for a minute because we, we all should know that Vader's supposed to be terrifying, right? Right. But until you but see we've it, never seen that. Yeah. Until you've actually seen a room full of guys trying to back up through a closed door to get away from his murder streak, you never really get a sense of how much of a badass he actually is instead of just is implied to be. Right. The, uh comic book that came out from Marvel this last year called Vader Down. Mm-hmm. Did you get to read that at all? I, I did not. I did not. Now, Paul a, Paul Vieira kept telling me to read it, but I never got around to it. That's a good one, and it, it puts in that terror, but then again, it's a comic book. You yeah. Know, it's not... I mean, I know it's supposed to be canon now, but it still doesn't seem real until you see it on the big screen. Well, yeah, that's just it. Darth but Vader. that one has Vader surrounded by uh, 20 to 30 rebels, and he he's basically telling them they're all dead. And then he follows through and cuts right through them. Yep. There was, there was a novel that I listened to in the last year. I think it was the Sith Lords or Lords of the Sith was the name of it. And it was basically, uh, Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, and a couple stormtroopers had a ship downed on a planet and the rebels knew about it and they were trying to get to them. And the Vader and the emperor were just, I mean, they were pulling spaceships out of the sky and crash them with using the force. It was, the same sort of thing where you could just see the right. raw power that they encompassed. Not to be uh, reckoned with. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when he, when he's going through and then he's using the lightsaber to poke through the door, he's terrifying. Yeah. That was just it. When, like you said, Vader as Jason Voorhees, cause my thought was the way it was shot was like, Oh a yeah. Horror, was like a horror film. Yep. I, I like that. The, uh, the only light in the room was his lightsaber when he whipped it on. Yeah. Well, that's good. that I was mean, really cool the way they did that, too, where they're just staring down at the black, and then you realize right. that part of the black is him. Yep, you hear the, the breathing, and yeah. that's when my mind's going, you know, where is it? Come on, yeah, come on. We know it's coming. There it is. Don't hold back now. And what do you think about all the uh, the stuff that's in the trailer for Rogue One that's not in the movie? So apparently they reshot the entire ending. Right. Um, which I, I get they reshoot things, but... I guess the idea was the Gareth Edwards, I think, wrote and directed it. Am I right there? I believe so. Okay. So he directed it. 
Yeah, I know he directed it. I think he wrote it too, but I'm not 100%. Um, but the little bit I've looked into it said that he didn't think they would let him kill everybody. So he had a very different ending planned out, and they were you know, oh. going towards it. And then when they were like, well, we were kind of expecting everybody to die, he's like, oh, well, then here, here's this idea. <laughs> Back to plan A. Yeah. So that gotcha. was, I, I haven't looked into it a whole bunch, and that's you know that's third hand. So I mean, take it for what it's worth. But if I if I the thing I read the other day was even partially true, that's the gist of it. Gotcha. Yeah, because there was a lot of scenes that you just never happened. Right. Yeah. Lots and lots of them. Yeah. Man. The cross almost every scene where you saw somebody walking through water didn't happen in the actual movie. Yes. Yeah. And there were some other I things. That, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, even the the great line from the first teaser trailer about you know it's a you know I rebel. When Jenner says says you know this is a rebellion, I I rebel. Right. That, that's that's not in the movie. Right. the The line about every rebellion being based on hope is still in it, though. Yes. Yeah. Which is now more valid than ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another aspect. Of- 2016 and we yes. don't need to go into no no we really really don't um but you did see where a bunch of the right-wing keyboard warriors were gonna tank they were gonna stay <laughs> home and tank star wars numbers at the end of the year yeah and it just didn't happen yeah well nobody i mean don't tell them what happens in indiana jones whatever you do no exactly or schindler's list or <laughs> uh, 2016 you so crazy yeah, weird, wild, wacky times. So, what it's was like your what air was your right f- out of the room? <laughs> oh yeah, but what was your what was your favorite movie of the year then? Uh you know, since we talked about doing this, I've been thinking about that, and I'm still on. on I like Zootopia a lot. Yeah, I think you know, especially for the year it ended up being, Zootopia has a great message. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that Doctor Strange. Uh, and and Rogue One. Yeah. See, Doctor Strange, while while I felt it was a, a good movie, it felt exactly like every Marvel movie I've ever seen, really. Oh, and, and Deadpool. Oh. I forget about Deadpool. <laughs> was that 2016 or was that 2015? That was 2016. Yeah, I believe that was last February. Yeah. So that one would have to be higher on the list for me. Oh, yeah. But uh, Doctor Strange, and I, I know there's only so much you can do with a superhero movie, but it's, you know... Um, uh, egomaniac or, you know, inconsiderate guy or, right. you know, oh, has has some life-changing event and then becomes, like, super responsible. Right. He's yeah. Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> Iron Man. The first Iron Man was basically the same story. Well, he's actually got ghosts in his, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess you're right. It's closer to Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, it, it felt, I mean, while it was cool and it was visually awesome, um, and they did get into some of the acid trippy aspects of Doctor Strange. Oh, that's that's what I loved about it. That's yeah. what I always wanted to see. I, I'm an old Doctor Strange fan, so yeah. So it did you feel. Know, I remember, go ahead. Well, I saw that that thing they did back in the '70s, that uh, TV special, and you know, that was a huge disappointment to me as a kid. But you know, the new Doctor Strange movie sealed it for me. But yeah. then again, Deadpool is freaking awesome and. I put up above, you know, above Doctor Strange on my list. It's Kyrali, Zootopia, and Deadpool, and then Rogue One. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if Batman versus Superman was such a letdown. Yeah, 
But I did, you know, I still don't hate it as much as everybody else did, though. I, I'd still have it in my top ten. Yeah, because um, especially once they released the, the stupidly long home version of it. Right. It filled that in helps. so many plot holes, yeah. Because then all of a sudden they explain, like, well, you know, when that movie starts, I'm like, do they really expect us to believe that Superman gunned down a village? Exactly. And then when you watch the longer version, you realize they hit them all with flamethrowers, and you're like, oh, well. Yeah. I guess that should have yep. been left in there. But I like that one okay. Suicide Squad, what did you think of that? I did not like it. The only thing I thought the whole time was, wow, those are two really pretty girls that need to have their faces washed. <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't but, hate it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I guess my way to tell if I really like something is if I buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out. Yeah. That one I will not buy right now. <laughs> Yeah. If it's five dollars, I'd probably get it just to watch the extra stuff, but that's it. Yeah, just I don't know. Well, you know what's really weird is when the Force Awakens came out for a movie I saw five times in the theaters. You know how many times I've seen it on at home video? Never. Never. There you go. Yeah. I think I've watched it about ten times. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I let it play one time, but I didn't sit and watch it. I don't I, think I, I dislike it in any way. I just I think I've already ripped it apart as much as I can. I wanted to hear that uh, that whole flashback sequence when she touches the lightsaber. I wanted to be able to focus in on what you know is being said and when they cut, cut back to Bespin and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And I'm look. I'm still obsessed with the Knights of Ren. I want to know more about these guys, but there's you know. There's not a lot of detail in there to pick apart to get any no. more background. Than that, I want to have. know more about the Wills now. That's in Rebels or Clone Wars or. Um, let's see here. Well, the Wills close. they reference in the Force Awakens, so I imagine they probably talk about it more in Rebels. You mean Rogue One? Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Rogue One, yeah. So I imagine they talk about it more in Rebels. Um, which I haven't caught back up with. Have you been watching that? I have not seen any episodes of that yet. Okay. There is a pretty badass fight scene between Darth Vader and Ahsoka Tano at one point. But that's as far as I watched it. And you even end up with Vader where half his helmet's been split off from his head. So you see, like, you know, half of Anakin's partially destroyed face underneath it. Wow. Yeah. It's cleaned up quite a bit. He doesn't look like a terrible burn victim. It is still a children's program. Just thinking about him hanging out in his little back of the tank in his little dark castle on his mm-hmm. volcano planet. I'll just swim in my little tank like a goldfish. I'll just be right here. He read Dune. He's like, this must be what a guild navigator feels like. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, here's a question for you. If you had to show Star Wars to somebody now, what order would you show the movies in? Wow. Uh, it, it doesn't. I, I'm under no time limit kind of thing. And nope, no restrictions. Just what order would you go in? And this is an adult. Yes, teenager. Okay. Let's split the difference. We'll say a teenager. Never seen okay. Star Wars. Teenager, shortest attention span. You know, I'd probably say Rogue One, then four, five, and six. And so tell them, do you want to know more? You can go back and watch one, two, and three. But they suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right, because Rogue One doesn't spoil Vader's identity, does it? No, not it, at all. Yeah, so you could totally do that. He's just the boogeyman. Yeah. 
Well, now that I'm thinking about that, that totally works. Yeah, you could go ahead and show them Rogue One as a prequel to the original. Right. Well, here's how I do it then. Okay, I was thinking Rogue One spoiled more, but it doesn't now that I'm really thinking about it. So what I would do is 4 and 5, now that we know that Vader is Luke's father, then you run Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, and then whatever happens with the uh, the following sequels that come out. Where do you shoehorn Rogue One at? Before, before A New Hope. Okay. Yeah. So Rogue One, 4, 5, and then... Yeah, and then 3, gotcha. 6, and then the sequels after that. I just I hope that whatever they're getting off Rogue One as far as whole critical praise and fan service and that kind of thing that they're thinking Obi Wan movies. Because if they did the same kind of treatment of Obi Wan, that could really be something special. Oh yeah, and Ewan McGregor said he'd play him again. Yeah, I know. And I guess they've completely shit canned the idea for a Boba Fett film. Yeah, they're quiet about that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't see a Boba Fett film holding its own. You would need somebody really special behind that. You would have to... Joe ch- Johnson would be the guy, obviously. You would have to change everything about Boba Fett that we've shown on screen, besides the five minutes he's in Empire. Right. Because, I mean, you, one guy even said that somebody was talking about writing a Boba Fett movie where somebody killed the original Boba Fett and took over his identity. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess if you're going to do it, that's the way to handle it. Yeah, they're rather embarrassing ending. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why, you know, I, I'd still show somebody Revenge of the Sith, but not one and two. Yeah, I, I couldn't I wouldn't want to subject them to that. Yeah. Just just to avoid so the sand is itchy and it gets everywhere speech, I would keep that one out. Just such bad movies. Oh yeah. Well, that's I don't I, even think they're that, not even good films. They're just they're garbage. Well that's what happens when nobody'll tell you no. You know, when nobody will like look at you and go, come on, man, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. We're going to see what happens in the White House with the same uh, theory. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's it, it's a fair thing to talk about. It's just, you know, we're already watching like, oh, yeah, I'm going to divest myself of my business interests. No, I'm not. Wink, wink. <laughs> just kidding. You know, oh, I'm going to appoint a guy. Well, right now we got trade sanctions against Russia, between Russia and Exxon. So I'm going to appoint the guy from Exxon <laughs> as my interior, you know, as my uh, secretary of state. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Doug, what I'm trying to say is I'm scared. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to get right at. Right now, there's reason to be. Yeah. I keep trying to tell myself, look, we have a constitution. We have grownups in the government. And then I keep looking as everybody's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Let him, let him do that. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Hopefully, we're still around to see more Star Wars movies. Hopefully. Well, that's one of the things that my wife had to even, like, remind me of. She's like, you're a straight, white, middle-aged man with a good income. It doesn't matter what happens for you. You know, you've got black friends and gay friends. What about them? Then I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I guess they're fucked, aren't they? (laughs) I don't mean to laugh at it, Doug, but I don't know how any other way to handle it. Survival instinct. Yeah. The coping mechanism. That's, that's the word. It. That's it. Gallows humor. Oh, God. So, anyhow, 
we we're just oppressing the shit out of each other. Today. So what was your your top five movies of the year? My top five movies of the year. Oh, okay, give me a second. Rogue One's definitely in there. This isn't going to be in order. I'm just trying to sort out my thoughts. Yeah, just top five. No, no yeah. particular order. Rogue One, Civil War. Uh, you know what? I like Star Trek Beyond, but you're not a Star Trek fan. I enjoyed the movie, but I wouldn't put it in the top five. Yeah, I, see, I thought I, it was better than uh, Darkness. Well, yeah, oh, it was hands down. It, its opening credit scene was better than End of Darkness. <laughs> um, so that's three. I put Doctor Strange in there. I thought it was, even if it wasn't my regular thing, and if I felt the formula was there, it was still, the storytelling was strong, and the visuals were strong, and Cumberbatch is pretty good in everything he does. So I put him in there, yep. or put that in there. What else am I missing? And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with Batman versus Superman, but the home edition, but split into two viewings. All right. Yeah. And Deadpool's got to be in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hi, Actually, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's mump Batman and go with that one. Um, you know, I keep thinking that was a 2015 movie. That's part of the problem. Yeah, I thought that's Deadpool... what kicked off the whole, you know. Ooh, maybe we should make movies rated R. Yeah, no, you're right. That was absolutely a big thing. It was early in the year, and it was all of a sudden it was like, well, Suicide Squad will be rated R now. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, Deadpool came out, and then uh, Batman Superman was what a month behind it or so. Yeah, thereabouts. Deadpool was just you know chewing it up. Oh yeah, well nobody had ever seen anything like that before. So I can certainly understand that. Um, what are you excited for in 2017? I know there's a lot uh, coming up. Well, obviously the next Star Wars. Yep. There's a lot of unanswered questions I hope they get to, and, and I don't care if you throw me more questions, just keep me chewing on it. Uh, let me see, we got Justice League. Wonder Woman looks really good. Yeah. Uh, Lego Batman looks like a lot of fun. Matter of fact, I'll cheat here. I've got a list. <laughs> <laughs> you get old, you got to make a list. I understand. Uh, the Blade Runner teaser is interesting, but I don't know if it's something. Man, I'm so I am so resistant to that at the core of my being. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That that looks fantastic. Oh yeah, that, that does. You know, Spider Man looks good. Um, one that goes off the geek chart would be Dunkirk. I have trouble watching war movies, especially ones that, well, we all know what happened to Dunkirk. How about Old Man Logan? Is that one, or Logan? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's on the, on the chart. Yeah. And Thor Ragnarok. That one I'm really looking forward to, only because they're making it really sound like it's going to be Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that must have a lot of elements from it. That uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets looks interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I like um, Luc Besson's stuff, and I, I love the Fifth Element. This is the guy who did the the guy who wrote this and illustrated the comic was the, the designer on Fifth Element. I think. Um, uh, Morbius, yeah. Uh, I can't think of the guy's real name right now though. John, what is that guy's name? He's I there's a yeah he's a French comic book artist. He's been dead for a few years now. Uh, Jean Girard, Girard is the guy. Uh, he went by the gotcha. name Moebius. Um, Luke Besson really based the look of Fifth Element on his artwork. Right. 
Um, and, you know, Luke Besson's movies, like The Fifth Element, look like heavy metal the movie, basically. Yes, they do. Yeah, and that's what I loved about Fifth Element. Um, you know, and then there's some that they're hyped, but I really don't care, like Pirates of the Caribbean. It never did anything for me. Yeah, I never saw the fourth one they did. Yeah, I saw the very first one, and that was it. The, uh, the Despicable Me thing looked kind of funny. Well, Despicable Me. They got Trey Parker to do anything besides South Park is is good. Yeah, I mean, Despicable Me so far is usually good. Those usually pay off. Um, Yeah, Logan, see, I'm not normally real excited about the X-Men series, but the Logan one kind of keeps me excited. Just because they're doing something daring with it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a a weird version of uh, the old man Logan story. Right. Except it's, it doesn't look like it has so much the, the road trip as you know, with Hawkeye and all that stuff. Right. Um, the next Planet of the Apes is coming out. I actually yes. want to see that. The, the Kong Skull Island is coming. Yeah. Now, that's all supposed to be headed towards King Kong versus Godzilla, right? Right. Okay. Exactly. That's why they've made him so much bigger. Yeah. Now, I've read the most of the Dark Tower series, so I'm interested to see what they do with that. Yeah, that should be pretty good. I hope. John, okay, so here's one for you. John Wick, a movie I did not want to see. Right. I finally sat down and watched, and the damn thing does open with somebody killing a puppy. And yes, I it re- does. And I was ready to turn it off. Now I cannot wait to see the sequel. I enjoyed the first one, and I did not like seeing the puppy get killed either. Nope. You know, if that was a corgi, I would have just turned it off. Oh, I'm but, sure, uh, yeah. I'm not so much excited about the second one. Well, you know, for me, it's kind and of... And to me, it's just going to be more of the same. Well, if they, it, you know, there are certain things I accept that with. Like, I love the Road Warrior, Mad Max 2. Right. Uh, don't really care for Mad Max 1 or 3. And then I'll when go they, along with that. And then when they did Fury Road, and it was basically just another way to do the Road Warrior, I was like, yeah, I'm there. I am yep. so into this. I, I agree with every part of that. Yeah, because now I've bought that movie twice. I bought the regular version and the Chrome and, uh, the, uh, how the, is that? You know what? I almost think it works better in uh color just because the colors so popped in, in Fury road. Right. A lot of saturation. In that. Yeah. I mean, it was just, here's the thing, you know, for 10 years now, what, since the dark Knight came out in 2008. So for eight, nine years now, we've had these movies where they key up the blue tones and wash everything out and, it's damn near black and white. For them to have released Fury Road with so much color was such a refreshing change that while I was excited to see a black and white version, I think the color looked better. I could see that. Yeah. You know, one I thought that did work in black and white that they did was The Mist. There's the black and white version of that. Oh, see, I didn't see that. That's a good one. If you see, you've seen The Mist, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a black and white version of that out there. Okay. Here's one for you. Have you seen... Are you a Kevin Smith fan? I think I've seen everything. I haven't seen Tusk and Red State. Oh, then, then you haven't seen Yoga Hosers either then, huh? No. That's on Netflix. I watched that this week. As somebody who has a lot of Canadian guests on my show, I would be interested to get their take and find out if that was insulting to them. It's very... I don't know. Can you call... Can you call making fun of Canadians racist? Is that what you'd call that? (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know if you can insult a Canadian. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're pretty easy going for the most part. Usually, yeah. Yeah. But there's like that thing that, see, I know it now because I know a lot of Canadians that they don't say a boot, they say a boat. Oh, it's a hard O. And there's a whole scene in here where it's just, oh, sorry about that, sorry about that. And I'm just going, that's not how they say that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sticks on the tongue there. Yeah. But when you listen to a Canadian talk, it comes off a little different. But overall, I am excited to see Yoga Hosers comes out coming out because that means we're closer to Moose Jaw coming out, which will be a shot-for-shot remake of Jaws, except it'll be in Saskatchewan. Starring Jay and Silent Bob with a moose. Okay. (laughs) Jay and Silent Bob will be the shark hunters hunting the moose. And I cannot wait to see it. So Kevin Smith just makes, what, Flash episodes and and that now? Uh, He's going to do a Supergirl. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And have you been watching that? Yes. Um, I, I just don't watch Arrow. I, can't I did blame. watch the Alien episode. Yeah, I, I can't blame you for not watching Arrow. It has become such a fucking slog to get through. Right. And, um, what a just joyless, humorless show that is. Yes. Yeah, but I, I like season two. Yeah, I've always heard that season two. So I, I, I have season one and tried to get through it and couldn't. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's the Punisher in season one. It just, you uh, know. Way to look at it. Yeah. Season two, he actually starts to come more in line with a more Batman slash Green Arrow kind of character. And then season three, and where are we on? Four or five now? Must be on five. I think we're on five. Yeah. Seasons four and five, it's like a friend, my buddy Paul Vieira said to me last year, he goes, can you tell me what the plot of the show is this season? I'm like, no, I really <laughs> can't. But, um... Overall, I mean, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, have you been watching that at all? Yes. That's been picking up. Yes, it has. That's been improving a lot. Um, but uh, The Flash... I, was... I, I wonder if that was part necessity because they lost uh, Darvel for a good portion of the season and they had to come up with something else. Could be. Could be. I still don't know what happened there. You know, I don't know why, you know, did he have to go film something else or what? Yeah, yeah he had a... I think it was Broadchurch. He had to do like oh, the third okay. season of Broadchurch. He had some other, some other contract that pulled him. Yeah, I wasn't sure what happened. I just knew that all you know, episode one starts and I'm like, oh yeah, and he's gone now. Well, hold yep. on here. I totally understand why you got rid of the Hawk people because they sucked. <laughs> but, but Rip was cool. Yeah, he was. Yeah. What did you think of the crossover episodes? I enjoyed them. Uh, I, you know, they could, I always think they could be better. Well, of course. But, uh, they were fun to watch. You know, so, I think they were very open for almost any kind of viewer to watch and, and get something out of it. Yep. Um, Supergirl, that was barely part of it. That was my, my biggest complaint. But fortunately, the episode, they, well, here's the thing. Supergirl's a fun show to watch. Yes, it is. So, okay. So they didn't, they only did two minutes of the crossover. Fine. It was still a fun show. She's a little ray of sunshine that everybody smiles when talking to, talking about it anyway. So, you know, and whatever. she can kick all their asses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was only two minutes going into the crossover. And then, Air, or not Arrow, Flash was a full-on crossover episode. But Flash is still my favorite out of the bunch, I think. Though Barry's kind of fucking that up this season, though, you know. 
he's kind of fucking up everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, but so that was a full on crossover episode. Then Arrow, I think what happened there, you know, it was also Arrow's hundredth episode. Right. It was like a what if episode. Yeah. And so it was barely part of the crossover. And then Legends, of course, was a full on crossover episode. Right. So yeah, I thought I mean, it was, I... Go ahead. I was left wanting. I was left wanting more of the Supergirl characters interacting with the rest of the universe. Yeah, when not, C- not just her. You know, I, I wanted. You know, if I was doing it, I wanted to go for the big bang finale. I'd have her. Maybe she'd go get some more help. You know, and yeah, becomes her cousin kind of thing. Well, what I was hoping when CW took the show from CBS was they were going to use Flashpoint to bring everything into one universe. Right. Um, they didn't do it. I was a little disappointed, but fine. Now she's got a magic ring that can zip her in and out, so that's cool. What did you think of their Superman on Supergirl? Oh, I liked him. Yeah, that, me too. That, he was a lot of fun. Uh, cool actor. Looked the role, acted the role. Yeah, that was it. It was, you know, for me, it helped seeing a modern take on what they usually call that cheesy Superman. It was it right. was nice to see somebody play like that Chris Reeves Superman. Right, the Boy and, Scout. Yeah, and see that it still worked. And part of it was they had everybody that met him was in awe of, oh, you know, Superman. Wow. Right. Yeah. So it made me appreciate that more. I, I sent a couple messages to Tyler Hecklin to see if I could get him on. Obviously, I've got no response. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to talk to somebody about that take on Superman because I... I was kind of hesitant when I first saw him, but I was like, all right, whatever. And then when, when they actually did it, I was like, yeah, you know, that worked. Didn't care for the costume, though. It's all right. The, the cape attachment's kind of goofy looking. but Yeah, that's it's the belt and the cape attachment just didn't do it for me. I, I can live with it. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, protest. You know, it's, it's it's better than that Kevin Smith thing that with the glow and the, oh, the electrons crawling all around it. The Superman lives. Yeah. Test that they said. <laughs> I'll take it bad. over that. Yeah, uh, yeah, the rubber suit versions. And I'm I'm glad he only appeared in two episodes of Supergirl too. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean that was fine. I thought you know they made a nice transition from CBS to CW in those two episodes. Right. And and speaking of you know, of course her her crossover episode, like you said, only had like two minutes. Right. But I isn't there a f- episode coming with her and the Flash together, and it's a, a song. It's a, a music episode. It's a musical because yeah, they're both from Glee. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see that. It's what they're after the Pied Piper or something. And... I, I don't even know any details about it just yet. I just know that I, they I they think announced it. That's the only it. thing I've heard. Yeah, I I'm just kind of looking. So maybe that's to what it. they saved that for. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You only get one episode now. Where do you want it? Okay. Yeah, because that'll be you know I. I know it's goofy, but I like when shows like this do a musical episode. It, it's cheesy. It's goofy. I, like, you know, a Buffy did one. Um, Oz did a musical episode. <laughs> I've never watched any of those. Oh, God. There's so many people that came up to that show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, if you watched any, uh, was it the special or uh, Law & Order shows, any of those in the last 15 years, you're like, oh, that guy's from Oz, that guy's from Oz, that girl's from Oz, that guy's from Oz. There's a Oz lot in there. Oz and The Wired. The Wire. Yeah. The Wire, that's it. Yeah, that's an outstanding show. So, I got one more question for you before we do our wrap-up. Have you been keeping up with Gotham at all? I have only ever watched one episode. What a terrible show. 
it, it didn't it didn't grab me. I imagine. Go you, for yeah, it. I don't think you, you can't watch everything. No, yeah. you can't. Well, there's just not enough time. You still, I mean, you still got to turn out dirty comics to make a living. Exactly. Yeah. I've got to sell yeah. plumbing, host a host a podcast, and try to get back to making 3D uh, digital assets for sale. I don't have time yeah, for all, everything. All for Daz now, evidently too. All four, yeah. Four poser. Well, yeah. These days you get one or the other. You don't get yeah. both. That's a whole other show, I think. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably. I think of some movies we haven't mentioned: Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Oh yeah, I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the first one. I know the second one's coming this year. Yeah, that should be uh, a Alien one. Covenant. Okay, so did you yeah. you you saw the Prometheus then, right? Yes. All right. So how did you feel about I, that movie? I thought that was a great twenty minutes of the first part of the movie. <laughs> okay. And once the characters, once the, the once the shit breaks, they they got it's way too stupid for me. Yeah, it just it became really contrived and weird. There, you know, it's like where's the summer camp? You know, this these guys are idiots all of a sudden. Yeah. Exactly. This is you know, this out. guy's an expert, whatever biologist, and there's a snake thing. <laughs> Let's go touch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Just yeah. So that kind of makes me leery of Alien. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll give Ridley Scott a chance to see what he does. Well, yeah, but remember, King for for every uh, Blade Runner, there's also Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the thing I was going to say about Blade Runner. One of my favorite novels of all time is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And while Blade Runner was a good movie, I prefer the book to the movie. And I don't know in my head if there's room for a sequel. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the new Blade Runner, obviously, it's a Ryan Gosling show, but I don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah. I'm interested to know. You know, I always think back to, what was that, uh, the movie Soldier, which was supposed to take, it, it had a, uh, all who's playing Ego and Guardians of the Galaxy. That was the yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. It's got a movie called Soldier that came out in the 90s. Okay. And that's supposed to take place in the same universe. It's all about the, the soldier aspect of replicants. Oh, really? But, but it fell apart where they couldn't say that at some point. If you go into your, your IMDb trivia on that, you'll find that. <laughs> it's a bad movie. Okay. Well, that's an oddball one. I yep. didn't know that. It's kind of like how um, the second Master of the Universe movies was turned into Cyborg starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right. Yeah. And the sequel to Rocky Horror is uh, Shock Treatment or something. Uh, that right. sounds like the right name. And, of course, nobody ever saw that. Right. Yeah. I mean, Soldier's not a sequel, but it is supposed to be in the same world. With a sly, you know. a sly wink and a nod. Right. Um, the guy that made Arrival might be getting a chance to direct a new Dune movie. Did you see? There's the movie I forgot about. Yeah, Arrival is awesome. I have not seen it yet, but... um, Good movie. Yeah, you like it, and... Uh, the guy that created the movie Patterson's Wager that I've had on the show a few times said that was his favorite movie of the year. Yeah, that's, I completely forgot about that. That's my good science fiction movie of the fall. That's yeah. Um, you know, whereas this, we got The Martian one year and we got uh, Interstellar one year, we got that one this year. And 
So my question uh, is, with any Amy Adams movie, does she take a bath in this movie that we get to see? <laughs> I'm taking that uh, as a note. Well, she takes a shower. Oh, there you go. That's pretty close. Because it's a, it's a silkwood shower, you know, the post-radioactive exposure. Oh, yeah. Spray down thing. It was a little rough. Contaminate shower, or whatever they call that. She's like in everything now. Yeah, she is. Yeah. That's a a good movie because halfway, well, not even halfway, towards the end, you realize you've been watching a different kind of movie and you didn't even realize it. Yeah, I did hear that there's a a major shift in perspective that the viewer goes through while watching the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, Did you watch Westworld? I've seen the first two episodes and they were fantastic. Okay. Cause they, does... they, were, they were free. So. Ah, there you go. Because it does sort of the same thing. Yeah, that, I mean, I read about what happened on the rest of the show, and it's like, this is this is a show I need to watch. Yeah. Do I want to uh, show out the 15 bucks yet. Well, that was the thing. We watched it, and about halfway through, I was like, that guy is the man in black. And I should have been on the ping it earlier when, because he has a scene where he actually has to choose a hat. Right, right. And he chooses a white hat, and they make such a big show of the older guy having the black hat that I should have known it then. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, we can't all be perfect. That's the scene with uh, Tallulah something, that actress that's walking him through his his, uh, orientation there. Yes. Yeah, she's Elon Musk's ex-wife. Is that who that is? Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at it like, well, who is this lady? Like, oh, okay. I guess when you're his ex-wife, you get parts of the movies. You do whatever you want, I guess. Probably part and she was of the good. Divorce. I mean, yeah, I she was fine. Shit. I mean, you know, for what she did. Right. Yeah. Hey, so I'm I'm going to be talking to a writer pretty soon about fleshing out one of my graphic novel ideas. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I was actually supposed to get a hold of him this weekend. We'll see if it happens. But um, I sent it around to a couple guys I know that had their, you know, that actually get, managed to get their books made, like, you know, wrote it, hired an art team, found a publisher, sent it to a couple of them, and a couple of them sent back writers for me to talk to. So that's one of my goals for 2017. Cool. Is at least get mostly on the way to a finished 100-page graphic novel. That and an IMDb uh, voiceover somewhere on something, even if it's a fan film or an audio drama. Just want to get your name on that list. Just one on the list, yeah. Just just whatever. You got any big plans for 2017, new series or anything you're going to work on? Uh, let's see. I'm working on the third issue of Harper Kelly. We talked okay. about the first one when it came out. Yeah. The second one came out in the fall, and it did. It was well-received, and right now I'm halfway through the third issue. Okay. Uh, then I'll be working on the fourth issue, and I've got a couple story ideas after that. It's It's one of those things where I've got enough story ideas to take me through retirement. Well, there you go. If you need a couple bucks, you always got something to fall back on. Exactly. Yeah, that's not too And then bad. people are always saying, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Like, well, <laughs> there's only so many hours in a day. And yep. You know, why don't you buy me a new computer and <laughs> clone me while you're at it? And we'll do more. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's. I know I had that conversation with a couple friends who are film writers. I'm like, hey, I got this idea. And they're like, okay, right now I'm working on two screenplays, a novel, and pitching a TV series. When When do you want me to help you with this? Oh, never mind. Yeah, that's an idea for another one of these shows is a year-end review of TV. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but you've still got Stranger Things. And oh, yeah. All kinds of well, cool things that came out last you know, year. Doug, and I, I should probably you know email you about this, but I'll bring it up real quick. I am doing live episodes here and there now. 
Um, most of them that I've done so far would normally be too late for you to, because I do it at 8 p.m. Pacific. But we could schedule a different time and try to do a live episode where we could have the phone call in lines and everything as well. Gotcha. Um, you know, it'd just be a matter of scheduling, and I'll email you about that right. later. But I am trying to go back to a format where I have one episode where I'll do like a, a celebrity interview or, you know, a pro or semi-pro artist, creator of some kind, and then another one where it was like when I first started the show and had friends on to talk about stuff. Because, um, you know, it's the little We people. have those poser episodes. Yeah. that That's going to have to be a whole different show if I ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, no, because yeah. you know what, there's, yeah. a way, there's a way to handle that in here as well. It just has to be part of the creative side. Um, I did see Action Lab Comics is publishing a comic book now that appears to be done in either Poser or Daz Studio. Why does that name sound familiar to me? Yeah, I, maybe maybe I emailed it, emailed you a few months back about it. I've seen Action Lab somewhere. Yeah, maybe maybe I already emailed you about that. But um, you know, these days that's a valid, a super valid way to do. Well, I mean, comics and animation. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's time i got to refocus a little bit on the show and what direction we're going to go in. But uh, we've done one year with 120-some-odd episodes on a shoestring budget and get a few thousand listens a month. And, you know, that's that's not too bad. Nope, not at all. Yeah. Um, Happy to have been here. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for tagging along for the ride. I do appreciate the company. In the meantime, if people want to check out any of your work, where can they find it at? Uh, sturkwork.com, S-T-U-R-K-W-U-R-K.com. All right, everybody, this is uh, Jeremy from Geekish Cast. We are part of the Astro Panda Network now. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, uh, Blog Talk Radio, and on our own website at geekishcast.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the Geekish Cast. So, uh, you know, everybody, Merry Christmas. This will actually publish after Christmas, but we're recording it uh, two days before. And Happy New Year's. Doug, thank you. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Geekish Cast is a Vias and Victor production and is part of the Astro Panda Productions Network. You can find us now on SoundCloud and on Blog Talk Radio. Our theme music is taken from the song Out to Get Mine by Reign of Zaius. Check them out at reignofzaius.net.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.